Hello, this is Michael Fisher, a.k.a. The Mr. Mobile, a.k.a. Captain Two Phones, and you're listening to The Scene World Podcast. Can't get that on Fiverr. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, folks. <laughs> hey. Welcome to the Scene World Podcast. So it's um, Martin Arman, our little cute cuddle bear, and me, mine, uh, the not so cute cuddle bear again. Uh, <laughs> I don't have female fan pants, so that's <laughs> fine. Anyway, it's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, so in a minute, we will have a um, double feature this time for the first time, and this will be um, two point and click adventures. One is Casebook 1899, The Leipzig Murders from Georg Müller. And uh, the second one is A Twisted Tale, also a point and click adventure from um, Eva Ramona Rohleder. So Ooh. two Germans, yeah. yeah. And um, Casebook. Um, 1899 at this time of the recording has 10 days left and still is um, 5,000 euros out. So it needs a final push. And um, well, and the Twisted Tale, however, is just waiting, um, well, for a cent. So that's more likely to happen. So, but before we talk about those point and click adventures, so this episode is about how it is to make new point and click adventures in the retro field. Um, the Leipzig Murders uh, casebook 1899 game uses pixel graphic and uh, a twisted tale uses more the graphic style of King's Quest 7 from... Okay. Um, from as uh, Zayera from so both from the 90s, but more, one is hunt hunt drawn and the other one is pixelated. Anyway, to the news, um, basically have three news. Um, the first news was that there is a new Kickstarter for Commodore 64 PCs. You can either yeah. get a bare bone case or a whole PC put together and. Um, and uh, despite they have the permission from the corporate uh, from from the tr a trademark holder of Commodore, it was shut down for a week because mm -hmm. some company in Italy confronted Kickstarter saying it might be illegal use of the trademark, which actually was rejected. Though so the Kickstarter is up again, it's already funded over the top, so it will definitely happen. Um, it is a spiritual successor of um, the Commodore 64 PC that was happening, I don't know, 10 years ago from Commodore USA that was recreated, but um, it failed not because nobody would buy it, but the CEO of the company died. Oh. So the workers decided not to move on. So mm -hmm. if you missed back then uh, to buy your Commodore, a bread bin shaped PC, now mm -hmm. you have your second chance. And it's going to happen because they already 
um, succeeded there. Well, the other bit of news is that both um, the Starship, Troop, um, Starship Troopers Terran Command game and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder Revenge games both got released on June 16th, both on the same day. Very oh. huge success on, on Steam. Number one, uh, Starship Trooper was um, a very successful, um, well, book, you know, and also movie. And um, and the last real-time strategy game from Starship Troopers was in the year 2000. So after 22 years, people were longing for um, another type of game like this. And I bought both games, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, which is more an arcade successor mm -hmm. game. And I both love the games. Um, on top, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge also has a soundtrack that you can either buy on vinyl for people like you, for example, <laughs> or people like me on CD who skipped uh, the vinyl or as they were called back in the days, records, players all together. So... Mm -hmm. Those are the three news I have to um, mention. You, you also mentioned that there is some news about the soundtrack of Reshoot yes. R Proxima 3, perhaps? Uh, it's just called Reshoot Proxima 3. Oh. And uh, actually, okay. we, we finished bad. the... Yeah, no problem. We, we finished the work um, on the soundtrack. So... Uh, you are the Fingers one crossed, the uh, we will get this release very soon, especially oh, I hope we get the physical release uh, for the Amiga 37 it is this year. So oh, September. If, 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 if people from listening here from Germany or from Europe, near Europe and want to join us at, at uh, Amiga 37 this year, it's, I think it's in Mönchengladbach. Um, then we can meet and greet and we can talk about uh, the work on the game and, and perhaps listen to the soundtrack there. We will see. Awesome. Yeah, but also perhaps we should mention that at the last week of August, Gamescom announced to happen finally. Yes. Unfortunately, it looks like right now that more publishers are declining to go there rather mm -hmm. than saying to go there. Um, but at least uh, the retro area will be... Well, staffed, but for the first time in eight years, I will not be the one organizing the scene world presence. But the two yeah. Martins are Martin, Martin Wisniewski, aka Notepond, and you, yes. aka um, Altras, will Altras. organize it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, for the first time, I don't tackle with the organizers. Ah, well, <laughs> we'll give, give the best. To, to, to get it uh, on your level of uh, quality. No. Oh, gosh. Really? I'm not <laughs> sure about that. Yeah. Um, yes. yes. Um, well, so I can't really say much about it because I'm not involved this, this year. Um, but yeah, well, I'm, I'm thankful that despite... I said I would take a break that the rest of the team that, yeah, but we still want it even in a smaller scale. So yeah. we will see how that happens. 
Well, that would be it. So now I would say let's jump to Gregor Müller. And after that to <laughs> Eva Ramona Rohleder. For the first time, I can pronounce the names of our guests. Correctly, yes. <laughs> wow. Of course, uh, the interviews will be both in, in English. Um, so yeah. for your convenience. Well, though, let's jump to, to Germany, to Leipzig first and then to Frankfurt. <laughs> bye bye. Okay. See ya. We are talking to another guest. And uh, this time we have Gregor Müller. Um, hello, Gregor. Nice Hi. to meet you. Hi. And um, I found here. you. I found you actually do a do a German Twitch stream by Joachim Hesse, who is the right hand of Kronk, the German big YouTuber. And I thought we would talk about your new game that is currently under Kickstarter, which would be Casebook 1899, The Leipzig Murders. And um, from what I gathered, it's a pixel, well, old school point and click adventure where you have to solve murders, murder cases. Um, that's that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so, um, well, let's start as usual with my guests. How did you get involved into making your own computer games into your um, computer hobby, and finally making this game and going on Kickstarter to fund it? Because what I said, what I read on your homepage was you are originally an author of crime books crime novels. Exactly. It's, I, I took the, the very long way around um, <laughs> to, to game development. Uh, but uh, well, it, it all, I think it's all started when I was a kid, when I started to play games and when I uh, really got into the old LucasArts adventures and, and um, some crime fiction adventures like Sherlock Holmes and stuff like that. And then um, as I grew older, I kind of I kind of got away from the PC and from games. Uh, I started to study archaeology, and there was always a historical interest uh, I had. And and um, but then later, when I started to work, uh, but not as an archaeologist, but as a researcher for uh, documentary films, I got back into gaming. And then some years ago i got back into gaming adventure games as well because i i think in the early 2000s uh, there was like they were the hard times for adventure games and then um i got interested in them again in the 2010s the late 2010s there was a lot of good stuff out there and then i started to write a series of crime fiction um and last year is kind of a Corona project, and um, yeah, I, I, I just I, I always had this interest into in in how to tell a story and how to tell a story maybe digitally, and so last year I experimented a bit with how, how could I do this because, as I said, I studied archaeology, I work as a researcher, I'm not a big programmer. Um, there was always Small an interest in, in, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like I, I learned a bit of Python some years <laughs> back, but it's like, you know, I forgot all of that already. So, um, 
I, I experimented a bit around and then I found, yeah, now the tools are so accessible that even me, a writer, a researcher, an archaeologist or ex-archaeologist can can do game dev. And yeah, that's that's how I got into it. Nice. So what are you using for developing the game? Um, I'm using Visionaire Studio. That's the basis of it. Um, it's it's really accessible, but it's also um, flexible enough and and like it has a broad range of what you can do. It's it's not limiting at all. It's like uh, it gives you a lot of easy to use tools. So uh, it's like after a week, I got a a character moving within a scene and there were clickable, clickable objects and there was like an inventory that was really fast and then uh, but then it also lets you do more intricate stuff that mm. i wanted to do and it's like before that i tried out uh unity uh the 2d unity and it's like after a week i was like oh yeah look there's a like, there's a, a formless a shape that it can move from right to left and I said, no, at this pace, this game is never going to get finished. And so wow. that's why I looked at, at Visionaire Studio, which I can only recommend. You mentioned Lucas Arts. Well, the um, predecessor was Lucasfilm. Um, and you, well, we, we are talking about point and click, but you are not using something similar to the Scum engine that Ron Gilbert developed that was used in Monkey Island, Zack McCracken, um, and, and, uh, Maniac mentioned you are using more the modern interpretation where you don't have verbs to click on, but but yeah. rather rather um, I think middle right and left click mouse actions rather uh, gestures gestures I guess. Yeah, no, it's actually uh, just right click, left click, and the mouse wheel up and down, and that's it. That's like um, very limited and, and like context sensitive uh, uh, mouse cursor uh, interface. So, yeah. Interestingly, in the Johesse interview, you said the reason why you went with the pixelated graphic stylist, you can't do it better. Is that really true? Well, that <laughs> no, that, wait, wait, that is out of context now. I said there's two <laughs> things, there's two parts to this uh, question. Okay, one sure. is one is actually um, because it is a, a, a callback to the uh, to to the old games. It's a, it's a callback to the games that I that made me fall in love with uh, with video games and this medium. And well, then the second part is what you said. It's like. Um, I, I'm not a big artist, so uh, I I had to scale down somewhere the project, and I didn't want to scale it down in the narrative or in the in the story. And I said, um, so I have to scale somewhere else, and that that is the graphics. And yeah, I mean, it's it's undeniable that if you have a character that it's I don't know maybe 100 pixels, then it's much easier to make him uh, to animate him because you're just moving around. A handful of pixels in the end and so that is that is kind of the reason the second reason why it looks like that um to just have it a bit more manageable but then there's a whole art to to even pixel art and that's why i have people actually who help me who uh take my like scenes and they and they spruce them up a bit with things like differing and and the color palette um they have like a much better control of the color palette than i have 
and so there there are still intricacies it's it's not that i'm going for uh something I, I i'm not settling i'm i'm still uh working on a product that i'm really happy with and that i'm uh that i can i i hope i can be or i think i can be proud about as mm -hmm. well yeah. yeah well i mean i mean i saw that um on on steam and itch.io you have the demo where where people can play the first case which is i think you said a narrowed down version of how long the other cases will be in the final game so to have an idea if you're actually the kind of player that can handle the conclusions making who is the murderer and who isn't um because you really could uh, put the wrong person into prison yeah it's no it's not it's, it's not like, like it's not like other adventure games classical pun adventures where there's one solution or you die you actually as a as a um as a detective i don't know what what is his rank again i totally forgot yeah yeah this uh, i think a it's co best commissioner yeah. right no it's uh it's like i think it, it best translates to detective Detective, yes. Well, anyway, so you can totally put the wrong people into prison, and no, no consequences for you. No, that is something that that was really important to me to to have like this uh, um, groundedness in real historic uh, feeling. I mean, they, they are they are uh, they are not actual cases; they are uh, made up cases, but they are all grounded in history and in in reality up to a point and that that was important for me to then give the player the freedom to uh do what he chooses but then i mean back then if the police says you're guilty well, then you're guilty it's like uh if you if you're just some lowly handyman for example um you 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 didn't really have the uh the tools back that uh, in that time to to defend yourself and um nothing would happen to the policeman right well some people still say that nowadays the system is still flawed <laughs> but i guess you never can be 100 sure even with science and stuff but i understand back then you didn't have the science part for example that you could yeah, take there's... blood samples or whatever you you only can go by common sense and um and um, making conclusions and hope that this that's that was you conclude is what you as an author of the game intended to be the best possible solution exactly exactly it's like i'm i of course when i write the games i am limiting your choices but um i i'm trying to give you as much as possible within <laughs> a reasonable uh frame and um yeah and then it's all up to you and the other thing is yeah you're right it's like um, one thing i'm really sad about that i can't use for my uh for my books or for the game is like i can't have uh fingerprints because they were introduced in germany i think four years after so wow. it's it's so close but it's like you know uh, uh sherlock holmes gets away with it because he's a genius but in my game you're just a ordinary police officer and um yeah that's that's another thing i really wanted it's not like you're you're that incredibly powerful genius who just looks at the crime scene and says yeah it was that one 
um, but I actually make the player work. It's like an ordinary police detective, and I'm giving I'm giving you the player all the work to figure out who who was the culprit. So you really want to be historically correct, even though you could say in four years, who cares? Yeah, I would care. <laughs> That's uh, it's like you know, it's like um, I always. When I re this is the, the biggest fun. That's why I'm working as a researcher because um, I, I love what I do and, and I'm happy that I found a job that, where I can say I love I love it so much. Um, it's like whenever whenever I research something, then it's like yeah, but now I know it better. I can't I can't not you know I can't use something made up. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, for me this is difficult. <laughs> Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, uh, well, it's kind of connected to your job as a researcher. And then, of course, yeah. Right. Um, so you, you, even, you even, in the higher pledges, I see you even offer a map. So I guess the map that is coming with the higher uh, pledges as a reward is actually a correct map from the year 1899. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's like a, a, a it's it's not so close to the map that's in game. Like in game, there's a map. It's a really pixelated, uh, idealized version. It's an even more um, detailed map that uh, I've made. I not I didn't make it. Uh, I had a um, what's it called a, a designer make it uh, from actual uh, city plan of of the time of 1899 and oh. this is like something now i'm uh she made a black and white version and i'm right now coloring it in and i all, always want uh, i also want to print it like with a with a little color shift like the uh, the press has been misaligned like with some colors are a bit shifted and that is something i I look forward to making because it's something I usually do what I like myself. So um, this is something I wanted to have. Uh, I want to have to in my hand to to have a map with all the places in the game, and then on the backside there will be some details on on the places um, because I'm I'm mixing actual historic locations that you can still visit today with um, like archetypal. Uh, locations like offices or, or garden or something like that that could have existed like that and and then yeah so with the map it's it's like I want to have it and that's why you get it uh, if you back the Kickstarter. Nice well the higher tiers at least um, well what I really yeah. found interesting is the uh, the story interrupts with cutscenes where you are sitting in a room with a blind woman. And I find this artistical way of um, of impressionizing what she can hear and making it pulsing in blue, very, very interesting. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is something because it, it came from the books. I, I, I have to go back to the book series now. Uh, that's mm -hmm. uh, I, it's it's like a, a device um, for to tell the story. Um, is that every evening this detective comes home, 
and tells his blind landlord, what do you, what do you call it? Female landlord, landlady? That's ex um, no, no, landlord is correct, yeah. There is yeah, no femaleized version. There's no landlady. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and he tells her what he what he experienced uh, in this, uh, this this day, what, what, he, what he did. And then it's like, she's like this, a little bit like Miss Marple figure, like in the end, in the books, she gives him like maybe the, the important hint um, but he still has to do the work and that and another character translated really well into the, the video game and that's why I had them um, like that and he's it still has this structure like he he starts to tell her his female landlord um, <laughs> his day and then it the, the case it, each case wraps with the same thing that they're in the same room and she's like ah oh, she's like um reward system like she in the end uh, tells you yeah i don't know are you sure that's the right uh, conclusion maybe you should better go back and um get a uh, and have another look at the case can you and yeah yeah i mean i mean in the, in the demo the case is over but uh you can you can go back and uh choose another conclusion um you can always load your your earlier save game um but ah, in the, okay, in the okay. game would, it would go on yeah okay. and and how I how I did this graphic graphically is um, it was really inspired by a it was some 3D horror game I have no I, I always forget how it's called and there you could like you're playing as a blind person and you could like make a noise and then everything around you would uh, emit a, its shape as as the nice. sound waves hit that object and I found that so cool that's why. Um, it, it I, I took it for my game and it kind of translated it into a 2D environment, even though a lot of people think it's a ghost world. <laughs> Interestingly, so that means you can be a total asshole as a player, ignore all the little hints where the landlord tells, tells you or the game itself. Perhaps you should go another route and just could say, I don't care. I put everybody in prison for me. Everybody is guilty at least a little bit. So you can really decide if you want to be a good or a bad cop in a way. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, he, not again within <laughs> within a certain uh, frame, Range, like, within yeah. reason. Like, like you could you could um, you could get the wrong person in into prison, but uh, the character will always um, have a reason for that. It's like he he will not um, in the game he will not put someone uh behind bars that he is convinced is innocent i mean you as a player could know better but the <laughs> character you're right. playing will be convinced he's right. doing the right thing so at least you are not officially evil <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> yeah interesting yeah, yeah. so you, you you in a way you can't break the game <laughs> yeah no not like that i'm sure they, i'm sure people will find other ways but not like that <laughs> so so um so the the case the demo case is based on one of your books basically no not really i mean it's they're all their own cases it's like um ah. with the game but the I style to, yeah 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 the okay. style the style the, like the whole game um with the with the game i wanted to kind of ask or, or answer the question that no one asked what happened between the first book and the second book like um, the first book takes place 1898 and the second book uh, at the end of 1899 
and so you can you can read the books and play the game and mm -hmm. and you have like just a little bit more background or you can just read the books or you can just play the game and it's like you're, you're not missing anything it's just like it's like the Sherlock Holmes stories it doesn't matter if you read every one of them or if you left some out it's like they're all uh, their own little stories some people commented in steam on the forum of the game that you should reconsider making english voiceover artists talking in the game what happened to that yeah that is that's always been a stretch goal um so in the kickstarter if it gets really successful uh, that that can happen like uh, more languages like first more text languages mm -hmm. and then also more uh, uh, voiceover languages will be available but for me because it comes from the book series and because i'm writing it in german and again with the authenticity um it was important for me to have it voiced in german first of all and actually uh i i have yet to find a person for whom this is a deal breaker it's like all the all the um, beta testers and basically everyone who reached out was like oh yeah i loved it it's like um i i put an option in there to switch it off and it's like no one did it it's like i think one person until now said oh yeah i i switched it off immediately it was going on my nerves but um mo most of them are like um really happy to hear german voiceovers <laughs> well it depends me. <laughs> it depends i guess because normally i always play every game and so on in english but in this case it was the first time that i said like no i can't stand the german voiceover and read the english text because i know both languages fluently and my thought was like wait would i have translated is would i have translated what is said with with those words would have would i have used other yeah. words when i translated it so it totally <laughs> totally destroyed the gaming experience for me because uh, because i know both languages and i guess most of your beta testers who, who played it in 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 english or the people on steam actually that said it's not a deal breaker for me they are not native german speaker or speak german in the, uh, on on that level that they would think is that translation correct or not or you know <laughs> but that is yeah, probably, probably also a like, problem so, so I'm, I'm forcing you to play the game as it's intended to, to be played uh, with german voice or exactly. german text exactly. or yeah. or if you if you absolutely have to uh, mm -hmm. play it in, in english mm -hmm. you could switch off the, the german voice i also saw since you are offering the demo you actually have an entry on steam you also could go um you also could go early access on steam if you wanted and fund the the game while it's still developed but you didn't go this route yeah because then um the problem is like uh i think now it's too late either way it's like um if you go this way you basically lose the um the wish lists uh i i consider this and i think if i mm -hmm. do it a second time if i even go back to steam which I'm not sure at all because I didn't have a really positive experience there with Steam. Oh, so bad. Um, it's like before I went in, it was like, I don't know why all this hate for Steam from developers. And now I'm like, yeah, I'm 100% with you. It's terrible. <laughs> it's wow. like, yeah, it has the biggest player base, but it's so 
indie developer unfriendly it's 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 terrible um i would i would do a lot of things different it's like but... I, would, i would for example um not not i would have the demo mm -hmm. uh, released as its own game like uh i you play the steam uh what's that that, that fee that you pay the 100 dollars and um because i have thousands of people who have this game on their wish list and i can't communicate with them there's like no way <sighs> to get bad. to them too bad. and this is something yeah well uh, lesson lesson learned i guess i don't know if you want to talk about it but i found actually the biggest backlash you had was not on steam but on uh, good old games gog i read on your kickstarter that you you were first admitted on gog and then you were removed no no i was no? never on gog no 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 i i um didn't I, did, I did, did or did i misunderstand that because i think there was a comment about that oh yeah no i don't know i don't know they were talking about cyberpunk there was uh there was a discussion about uh which is better each io or gog and um there was something never... like that right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah. remember there was a discussion in your community se uh, section about about yeah, good but... old games yeah Yeah, this had nothing to do with Casebook. This was uh, about a, a general uh, discussion about GOG and and DRM-free uh, websites. Exactly. D yeah, yeah, I see it now. It was a DRM-free discussion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And somebody suggested to go over GOG or something. Yeah, but but honestly, the thing is, compared to any other services, Steam was the only one that always committed to saying in case we ever go down we will we will release a drm free version so you really can own all your games really? whether that I will really know. happen i don't know but <laughs> yeah no, i don't know to hope for them to go down to get drm free versions i don't know it's like for my game i i finally uh, i i gave in um i Uh, because I'm a solo developer, I wanted to uh, just do Steam. But then, as I said, I was kind of uh, fed up with Steam a little bit. And so many people were were asking for um, DRM-free versions that I decided, okay, I'm going to go to itch.io. And um, yeah, and I actually made my first money on itch. It's like, you know, after one and a half years of developing, I've uh, someone donated two euros. Thank you. Wow, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, so it all paid off now. So right now you need a bit of a push because I think you are around 62% or something. Yeah, I think 65 maybe. 65. It's like, it's like, it's like two, I, I got uh, two thirds now, more or less. Ah. Yeah, the problem is it only shows the percentage number on, on the app, not on the web browser. Ah, really? Yeah, yeah. Perhaps I should look at the at the app then, so we can be certain here. Um, yeah. It's... Yeah. So it's sixty uh, five, as you said, right? Yeah. 65. Yeah. Yeah. And and at this time of release, so tomorrow it would be eight days left. So hopefully, um, it still can be done. Well, as as I said, as I said earlier in in the stream of Johesse, I really hope that in case um, let's say it's very close, that.
that you might try it again in the future because I because it's a game I really want to play. I really enjoyed um, the the first uh, murder mission, and I really like how the mechanics work and the um, the decision making and the atmosphere. And I mean, you even have cutscenes where you you go to the a horse wagon and um, it drives to the other location. So you really have a big attention to detail, and that's really what I like. The atmosphere of this game is really unique. You know. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm putting I'm putting a lot of details in there. Just as I said, I, I'm doing this like most of it I'm doing for myself. I'm not thinking about, oh, is it something the player really wants? It's like, yeah, but you know, I want this detail. If he's moving to the west from his position, I want the uh, the, the horse wagon to go from right to left. And if he's going to the east, I want him to go from left to right. It's like, you know, small details that don't, only I care about. Well, it's it's for me, it's probably job related because in my daily life, I'm a tester for medical software. So I yeah. see those little nuances in software development and bugs and, and, and little details in design that probably other people don't see because they don't have an, they don't have this A of detail or the A of um, for detail. So this is probably just me, but I was like, wow, he really took this little tiny last bit of attention to make this right. Where, where 80, 90% other designs would have would have done like, let's mirror it because people will not see the difference anyway. And for the game, it's the same sequence. So who cares, you know, yeah. but uh, you really put a lot of effort in it. Yeah, but... Yeah. No, no, no. I do, I do. But it's uh, well. This, I think this is this is probably like the um, the the benefit of doing it as a solo dev and only as a hobby. Uh, so far, it's like you know, I I can also afford to do this. Like <laughs> I have no boss. I have no CEO on my back who says, "Yeah, but finish it, finish it." It's like until now. I mean. If the uh, Kickstarter is successful, I have like thousands of people in my back or hundreds at least who I promised uh, to that the game would be finished. But uh, this one and a half years, but I took the time to learn uh, all of this, first of all, and then to make it. It's like I said, it will be ready whenever it's ready and when I'm happy with it. And yeah, I think you said like end of 2023. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that is something I feel comfortable with because um, as with the demo, it's like um, I don't want to promise things I can't I can't then fulfill, and that's why you get the whole case with the demo because I first of all I had to find out for myself if I can do this like mm -hmm. uh, with this mechanic because the the, the gameplay mechanics are quite. Uh, advanced for a, for a point and click adventure game, they're they're quite involved, and um, I had to find out: Am I able to do this? So mm -hmm. this was a technical test, as much as uh, trying to convince other people that I could do it. I first of all, I had to convince myself, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, that's that's why you get the demo, so you can see I'm actually up for this. I'm not promising something I can't fulfill, and and also if. I go on to develop the game in, in my free time. Um, the end of 2023 is something I'm comfortable with to, mm -hmm. to say uh, I can release it by then and um, it could become, it could be ready even earlier. 
Um, but yeah, it's like at least in 2023, or if it's not 100% ready, because they're single cases, I could even release it as like um, episodic uh, uh, cases. Like you will get this game in 2023 and maybe one last case then, then in 2024. Like the Telltale games, like, yeah, like example, yeah. Monkey Island or Sam and Max. That's yeah, exactly. I, I think these are all like, or like the, um, what's the, the, the dark side detective. They're always putting out another case and, and it works well uh, because it's uh, right with these cases, it's, it's already in an episodic format. <laughs> so it's not a hopeless case. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's hope not. Um, well, you mentioned uh, LucasArts, um, a predecessor of Lucasfilm. Compared to them in games like Sierra, you actually could die pretty easily. And in, in LucasArts slash Lucasfilm games, you only could die if you really, really ignore all the warnings that this might kill you. How is it in your game? Can you actually become a murder victim? No, 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 you, oh, you cannot, bad. you cannot. It's too it's bad. something that I said, uh, I always love the LucasArts formula of, um, you know, this really vanilla uh, kind of monkey island. Yeah, if you even if you go over there, you fall down the cliff, you come back up, there's a snarky joke about Sierra games and that's it. Um, that's the maximum it will go to. There is no game over, there's no, mm. um, oh, but you 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 arrested the wrong person, um, it will always go on. Uh, it would be an interesting twist, though. Suddenly you are the victim and then you are, as a ghost, trying to solve your own murder. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, that's a bit too close to Lamplight City, I think. That's for Casebook 1900. <laughs> exactly. Nice, nice. Um, so, so may I ask you, how how did you develop the demo case? What was your go-to um, procedure? Well, I think I um, I don't know. It's like um, like most of my ideas. I mean, I'd say it's it's not like uh, I'm sitting down and thinking. Oh, sorry, I, I I'm not going into it really technically where mm. I say, ah, I want a puzzle like this, or I want this kind of mechanic or that mechanic. I'm always going from the, like the inspiration as a, as a case, um, ah. as an interesting um, case for the, well, in my books for readers to read and my, in the game for, for, for players to play. Uh, and so I always start with, with research. Um, mm. in I, I research a lot in, in newspapers from the time of course and um, I think that's where where I got the inspiration from like um, you know there was something about a, a, a traffic accident not this kind of traffic accident but I thought what what if this happened and then I say okay now I have my first scene um, we're at the scene where the where the car went off, off the roads and then I try find where where can I tie this into a real life um, location of the the city Leipzig and then I'm I'm just trying to write it down I try to limit it the number of um, 
characters in this case uh, as as you said before um this is like a boiled down version of a full case like these are about two-thirds of a full case you would have at least two more locations and probably three four people to talk with even more than in this case in the, in the full case in the mm. game yeah so there's actually I, a lot of effort going into it yeah yeah of course yeah yeah, yeah. you you will i think a, a full case will take you way more than an hour it's like it, well in adventure game games it all depends on your play style but i would say one and a half hours one three quarters something like that wow um, okay yeah but i'm yeah. asking because i i still remember the story from back to the future how doc emmett brown got the idea of the flux capacitor when one morning on the toilet he bumped his head against the toilet bowl and uh, bowl and suddenly like bam now i know no. how time travel works and i think hopefully he doesn't do he doesn't do his case development for the game like that you know no 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 it's like usually there's there's like what idea i like try to think what's the what's an interesting catch and mm -hmm. and then um i actually get a lot of good ideas when i'm driving my car um so i always have like a, on my on my phone like a dictaphone app you know i can i can uh whenever i get an idea i i uh, stop the car i get my phone out and i speak it into the phone and then yeah then then i can go on driving safely um yeah so it's it's that and then i'm sitting in front of my pc and try to somehow make it work but it's that, it's really coming from dialogue first, from story first, uh, then dialogue, and and then um, gameplay me mechanics. Those techniques I've read are actually against writer blockage. Yeah, yeah, I I hardly have any. Luckily, I wow. I really have to still face my first real writer blockage. But um, with writing, I I take this approach. I always go like something I learned in my studies, you go from a really um, broad view, like like almost taking off your glasses and squinting at something. And you describe that, write that down, like uh, write down your story, your story in one sentence, make that sentence a paragraph, make the paragraph a page. And then when you have a page, you can look where are my chapters. And then you write a paragraph about every chapter, then you know where your characters. And then, yeah, then it's just like, I would say it's like um, you know these these coloring these uh, images you you color in with the numbers. Then it's just like that, like that, like filling out the blanks. Awesome. So that's my awesome. my process for writing, and it's it's similar with the game. But I always then take a break, try to implement what I have, and then this kind of informs also the puzzle design. Like when I have the when I have a scene. For example, I know what it looks like. I think what kind of objects could be there. And then with that, I, I maybe have an idea for a puzzle that is there to solve. So I'm, I'm doing everything a bit at the same time. It's interesting because um, you are having a kind of a different approach because you are coming from the writer guild side of things, <laughs> um, you know. No, normally, normally game designers would worry about graphic style and so on, and and then about the story, perhaps secondary. But I see you are doing it in a bit different way, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, 
So and, and I also saw the advantage of using your engine is it will be released in Linux, Mac and on Windows PC at the same time. Yeah, yeah. This is this is uh, what what happens in any case if if it gets funded. Um, and then with stretch goals with with Visionary Studio, um, like what are they called now? I think they're already called last gen consoles, like the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One. Right. Um, right are definitely yeah. possible. It's like it's like it's just a question of of exporting it and and then getting it onto the shop side. Um, and and then um, uh, Nintendo Switch is something I get asked a lot. It's possible. I might have to get someone, an expert on board for that. Um, another thing is uh, mobile. I mean, this this a game in this style, it's almost screaming for, for a mobile port. Mm. Um, that's something I would love to do. But it, that these are all stretch goals for the people. So people back make this happening. Th those are so many wonderful perspectives when this gets funded, you know. Um, yeah. It, it simply has to happen. So hopefully enough people will listen to this or watch the video version and say, hey, I totally want this happening and play it on my consoles or the PC, whatever, whatever is possible. Um, right. Well, I, I, mean, I would love that. You know, personally, I, I have a really big TV and I can't wait to have pixels this big on my screen. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the interesting thing that I always say in those interviews. Actually, pixel graphics weren't so bad back in the days because the uh, CRT technology was more washed out. And that yeah. is what, what people don't consider when they look at um, pixel graphic nowadays, you know. And, and even actually, Ron Gilbert actually, used... Yeah, I, I, um, I, would, I would love to shader. have a CRT shader on the whole game, but uh, unfortunately I couldn't find a way um, to make this possible and at the same time make it make the game widely playable because these CRT shaders, the way they are now, they're they're just taking up so many resources. It's like it's I don't know why, but it's crazy that um, I thought yeah you just slap it on top of the screen and then that's it. But apparently that's not that's not how it works at all. And so I couldn't find for this uh, kind of game engine and for this project. Unfortunately, I couldn't I couldn't do it. Well, I can attest you when I played the game, it wasn't something that I felt was out of place. I mean, I mean, there are emulators where you could put in a smoothening effect that totally um, totally defaces the graphic style. And I was so happy that you didn't have such a thing included. Uh, so it's 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 totally, totally fine, I guess. Yeah. 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 No. The good. The but there, there's really good um, um, CRT uh, uh, shaders now out there, but they they just um, they're just really resource hungry. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Well. So. So. What's the next step? What's the next plan? Getting it funded and then. <laughs> well, and then making it. Um, yeah. Okay. No. If it's if it's funded, then it's. Um, back to the drawing board or well back to the writing notepad I guess it's like um, uh, there's still things like the second case is like I would say 80% done um, with the third case I have the basic story so um, there's a lot of work uh, in front of me and 
and then yeah i, I hope i hope i i will be good and uh, give regular updates to my uh, kickstarter backers because I, I think that's really important to be transparent where where you are uh, but i also know that i'm not the guy who writes um you know because i'm all alone it's like uh, i could I always think, yeah, I could write down something now as an update, or I could make another scene. <laughs> mm. And so I yeah. have to force myself to do that. Mm. Yeah. Well, 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 I think I think part of this crowdfunding is also to build a community and to emotionally grab them to go the journey with you. And uh, if everybody that is currently, I mean, you have uh, 20, 80 backers, if everybody would step and a pledge up you would be funded by now yeah, so, yeah you know absolutely. so it's it's really those nuances that is why i said because i'm doing this, those interviews a lot since um eight years now and there were cases where people had a second try you know yeah yeah so i mean now hearing in this interview you spent one year and a half before even going live i hope you are not you're not putting it in the bin if the first oh, no, try no, nothing, you know no, nothing nothing ever gets in put in the bin with me because it's like what each idea i have if it's for a book or for something else it's like if it doesn't work out to be one thing then i'm like yeah but maybe it will be another thing like um the idea for the uh, for for uh, the i think third case in the in the full game um is an idea that didn't work as a book Mm. um so nothing ever gets put in the bin it's like if if the game is not funded um i think i'll have to take a step back um of course review what went wrong um and then i think i i feel like putting my energy into another project like maybe with a smaller scope building a bigger uh, community with that and um also i want to try out another way of funding and and then maybe after that um i'm ready to to go back with that um to to this but i don't know maybe 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 we're talking about eventualities that, <laughs> who knows? Uh, never anyway. happen because all of the people you who listen to you um who listen to us or see watch us are, are funding the game right now hopefully hopefully <laughs> but but i also spoke to other people about it that now there are certain countries out of the pictures it's making things a bit difficult even for crowdfunding because you don't have so much sources for money anymore which is a <laughs> yeah, sad is this, thing is it something people see in a difference yeah it's interesting it's just, yeah. I, i never thought about it i was thinking you know with the with the steam fest which just wrapped up right now um i thought it was interesting because i read something about a lot of bots playing your demo which i feel like that is the case because it's like the numbers of people who downloaded the demo from china is through the roof <laughs> and it's wow. like um but if you look at my uh, kickstarter page um not one pledge from china <laughs> so i don't know if if kickstarter know. is even a thing from china but anyway let me know. tell you in this recording for everybody to listen to i offer i volunteer to help if there is ever ever a need for a second round i volunteer to help 
Thank um, you. I'm, I'm sure. I, I hope I will. Let's hope it's not you necessary. Up. You're already <laughs> helping, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Well, I'm trying. I'm always trying to um, to invite and talk to people that are doing things that I'm really interested in and think people would benefit from because it's such a unique game. It's not like the 100th um, same kind of point and click adventure that you can see every day. It's really something unique. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. It's like, you know, it's it's not it's not the next uh, MMORPG scam <laughs> on, on Kickstarter. So. Oh, yes. Well, some things take like seven years to release. Yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> so so where can people find about it and and get you get their pocket uh, pocket open? <laughs> well, first of all, on Kickstarter, of course, it's like if you look for Casebook 1899, you'll find it. You can find Casebook 1899 on Kick, uh, on, on Twitch, uh, Twitter. Sorry, not on Twitch. I'm not on Twitch. Um, yeah, I think Twitter is like where I have the, the biggest uh, community. Mm. And there's a website. You can sign up for the newsletter. Um, you will also get updates maybe about other projects there. And awesome. yeah, but the best place I think where you should go right now is the Kickstarter, first of all. Awesome. So good luck with that. Wonderful. Thank you. So thanks for taking the time and talking Thank to you. us about it. And uh, not a problem. <laughs> today we have another interview, as always. And today we are talking to somebody from Germany this time. And this time it's Eva. Um, Ramona Ruhleder. Yeah. Finally, somebody I can pronounce, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, nice, because it's it's in my mother tongue. And um, so you are a Frankfurt um, developer, and um, you currently have a Kickstarter called A Twisted um, Tale. And actually, You have been successful to me, your project via the Kickstarter algorithm. And I think that was because we both back the Casebook 1899, the Leipzig Murders <laughs> project. And probably somehow the algorithm thought like, hey, you back this game. You should also back the other game because you are both common backers, you know. Um, It's it's feel it feels a bit like Facebook but losing money because you back more <laughs> projects. Uh, <laughs> but but never mind. Um, so, well, no, normally I start with um, asking our guests and also of course this time also you. Um, how did you get involved into well computer computer games and finally designing your own game and go crowdfunding? Okay, so hello first. <laughs> um, yes, well, I I'm always uh, been a nerd. I I'm always been a nerd girl. I grew up in a household with a computer, and my father was very techy and computer nerd. And so I grew up with all this computer stuff. So one of my first words was floppy, for example. <laughs> 
And well, he played a lot of games and I was always in front of the computer. And um, yes, with uh, six years, I become my own computer. I co couldn't write or couldn't uh, read, but I had a little post-it with all information for MS-DOS, so I could uh, start the X files and all this stuff. And well, um, yes, I was always a big fan of games and computer and all these things. I also had my first internet website with 13 years, I think so. Um, yes, and I and I wrote um, mods for Oblivion, and yes, I, I, I always tried things to make with a computer. So one of my great uh, passions was um, point-and-click adventures. In this time, in the 90s, or in the end of the 80s, in the 90s, um, point-and-click adventures were very famous. Yes, you know, Monkey Island was a big thing, and also um, Broken Sword in the 90s, and um, King's Quest. And this was very interesting for me, and I, I'm all, also a bookworm. <laughs> yes, I, I read a lot. <clears throat> And point and click adventures always was a like a fusion between books and gaming. I also played other stuff like I don't know uh, Nintendo and uh, everything. Yes, but this point and click uh, thing was always a connection for me between those things that I like very much. So reading and playing games, and so it was always a great passion uh, for myself or for me and well I'm I'm all I'm always with computers and all the things and I work as a media designer here in Frankfurt <coughs> and um, last last year I I draw a picture I draw a portrait in a comic style I wanted to try a little bit a Disney style I draw in my spare time and then I saw my protagonist, my main character. And in this moment, I doesn't know the, the or I didn't know that she would be my main character. But I draw her, and I was thinking like, oh, she would very good, she would fit very good in in a point and click adventure. And it was a thing in my mind, and it keep in my mind, and it was all the time there. And then I started was thinking about, okay, when she would be in a point-and-click adventure. What could be her story? And so the idea grew up, and, and yes, it, it, it was very bigger and bigger. And well, then I started to Google an, an engine for the point-and-click game, and I searched what, how I can make this, and well, and then then everything started, and I was making my gameplay demo, and yes, and now I'm making my Kickstarter to to fund the voice acting and the translations because um, as a solo dev I can write a story and making the text and I don't know I, I can draw the characters and the animations and the backgrounds and everything but um, I also built a game with Lua script and uh, and uh, engine but I ha have I haven't I didn't have the voice for every character so. Um, yes, I need the, the Kickstarter, and so I started this this journey. <laughs> yes, from from what I've read, because you're also um, 
on on Steam where people can add your game to their wish list. And I think in the forums you wrote like the game is already progressing and ready so far, but the Kickstarter is mainly for getting the game in the way you want it to be in the mm -hmm. final release. So as you said, more voiceover artists in more languages. And um, and without the Kickstarter, it would more be with with um, without so much translations and voiceover artists, I guess, because those people are expensive to hire, I, I figure. Yes, yes. Uh, the voice acting is very, very expensive and also the translations. Uh, for example, I write all the stuff in German because German is my my main language, and I am I can write all this. Uh, it's it's a humorous game, so mm. um, I have a lot of um, a lot of references also to classic point and click adventures, and I I wrote everything or I write everything in German because it's much easier for me, and my English isn't very well. I before the the um, indie game i never used my english <laughs> the last time in school yes and okay. so <laughs> yes and i i practice now with all these interviews <laughs> but um uh, on because of that it's for me very difficult to write a text in in english so it has a good quality or a high quality. So this means I need a translator. And for example, for the gameplay demo also, I I needed a, a translator. And this is very expensive because you have to, to pay for each line, yes, or for each word. Well, when they give you a discount is each line, but it's also very expensive. Mm. And uh, my game has a lot of uh, dialogues and a lot of jokes and uh, comments from the main characters. So, so she is like in Curse of Monkey Island, you can click everywhere and she gives a comment. And this means that I have a lot of lines and a lot of text. And the other side are the voice actors. I have now uh, voice actors who are very professional and they say they uh, work for pro bono because they are so professional, I never could uh, pay them. Uh, also with the, also with the Kickstarter and they they like really the game and and says oh wow it reminds me on the old games and the old point and click adventures and I I like the style and I want to help you but well there are also people who have to work very hard for their for their money as a voice actor and they can't say um I work for pro bono and I don't want to have only people for pro bono because at the end the game also will be on Steam and um, well I don't think I will be getting rich with the game but it wouldn't be right if I would took the game into Steam and all the people who helped me uh, worked uh, for free. So it's very um, yes yeah, important for me to have uh, a funding to, to pay these uh, people. And yes, so it's it's not easy to 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 make this without founding. When you really want to have a voice over and uh, translations, uh, you 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 need the money. Yes, of course. It's interesting that you go to so much length to do that because even even companies who have the money, like Rockstar, they never translated like GTA series, you know. Um, <laughs> yes. um, so so in 2015 when the PC version was released of GTA 5 I figured that on Amazon France I can get it for half of the price that I would pay in Germany so 
I bought it off Amazon France, disabled the French subtitles, and there you go, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah, because the whole, Eng the whole game is in English only, at least for the voiceovers anyway. So so even those, um, those companies those those companies don't invest the money in voiceover artists for different languages. Um, so it's surprising me that you do it. And I mean, if you look at the Steam forums, there are people from Poland like, mm -hmm. hey, can you hire a Polish voiceover artists too and stuff? And I'm like, I, well, from my point of view, it's like if if you can already speak and um, and so on English on a on a sufficient level. Why would you need the Polish voiceover or translation in the first place? If you can ask a question in perfect English on a forum in this in this detail, I don't know. That's that was always my point of view. But I know. But I know it's. I, I know my opinions are not very popular on this on this regard. Um, so I totally understand why um, why you probably would would do that. Well, it's I think well in my case, um, I really like the voiceover. For example, I have now voiceover in English and German in the gameplay demo, and I gave the voice actor a lot of freedom to interpret the character. Mm -hmm. And for example, the NPC. Well, the gameplay demo is to is one room. It's not it, it it doesn't have really a riddle. It's only like a gameplay trailer. It's not a conventional demo. And there is the main character, Vio, and the shopkeeper. And the shopkeeper uh, say, don't touch anything. So you can only see and looking around and speak with the guy. And there are 23 references to classic point-and-click adventures. So it's the whole stuff. And I said to my voice actor, OK, feel free to interpret the character. How do you like? And it was very interesting, because in the German version, the shopkeeper is a very snobbish guy. He's very yes very snobbish and in the english version he's like monty python he's very harsh and he he has a lot of uh, uh, a lot of emotions which are switching quickly and this also means that i had to make different emotions in different languages but i like the the effect it gives the characters a lot of um, humor and a lot of um authenticity and also a lot of soul and I really really love this and in the in in the in the 90s uh, when the voiceover was very um, normal in point-and-click adventures for example in Curse of Monkey Island or Broken Sword Toon Strike I really love the voice acting and I think we also in Germany have a have a big voice acting community we we I don't know why but in Germany it's very they, they are very, uh, very uh, voice acting interesting or voice acting fans. Also, we have these Hörbücher, we have these books to hear, which are very common. And um, audio, audio books, yeah. Yes, audio books. And I think um, they are also a, a great community which are interested in, in this stuff. Well, I also wanted to make the game for the English uh, community and also for the rest of the world. So I have to make a, a English version. And so it was like for me a logical uh, consequence that I uh, make it with uh, voice acting. But yes, it's not common, I think, so in this time. Yeah. <laughs> or, not, well, or not in every... In every I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, back in the um, early early 2000s, there were different ways of 
of um, saving money. For example, the Game, ba the Game Boy Advance version of uh, Broken Sword, right? Mm -hmm. yes. um, when you before you start the game, you can select the language. So in comparison to the PC release and other platforms, they didn't do a separate release for the German market, for the English market. And here's the thing, to save money, they produced the cartridge and the label in English only. Okay. So when I bought it on <laughs> eBay a few years back, I actually got it cheaper because the seller told me for whatever reason, there is the wrong version of the cartridge in this original packaging. Oh, no. So I'm so I'm giving you a discount because he didn't know that there isn't a different version. They never oh, did no. a German. They didn't. They never did a German cartridge version saying uh, "Bapomets Fluch." Wow. You know? Yes. Yeah. Well, of course, of course, I didn't correct him. I was like, okay, it's <laughs> <sounds> good. <laughs> of course, why not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, but uh, well, this, uh, I mean, I mean, I, I was schooling it. I'm, I'm like, I can't, I can't believe that in the factory they put the wrong cartridge in the box. So, so I read, I read about it after, after, after that, and I read, as I told you, that they only did one version of the cartridge because. At the beginning of the game, you can select the language anyway. So um, there are different ways of saving money. Either like Rockstar does it, you don't have voiceovers in different languages at all, English only, and only subtitles, so people have to read. Mm. I mean, I mean, it also depends um, who is your target group. Is your target group, you know, twenty plus? So to to um, give new gamers that grow up nowadays where uh, now you have even English at kindergarten, you know, at a yeah. very early age, or if you target, um, I don't know, 40 plus, you know, mm -hmm. where, where people not necessarily are fluent in English. It really depends. Yes, of course. Yes. Yes, and also I think, well, I think also point-and-click adventures always were a little bit in another side. Well, okay, the, this Game Boy Advance version, not, but I never played it. <laughs> I, I played only the, the original. <laughs> but um, yes, there was also the time where point-and-click adventures were almost dead, I would say. And I think it was also a try to to make uh, to make a new version of the old stuff, which was very successful without um, yes put too much money into into this because the the original uh, game was 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 uh, yes it was a, like a milestone, but yes I think it's always it's, it's always. Ah, I, I think it's difficult, and I think uh, also the point-and-click adventures were always um, very voice acting, or very had had a lot of voice acting and a little, and 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 was always um, trying to to make new things or new technologies to implement in the game until the 3D versions in 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 this time the the point click adventures were yes you know you know it, it was <laughs> there's one exception um Krim Fanango was a very very successful 3D adventure yes. one of the few very successful 3D adventures <laughs> <laughs> of course of course and so. and, and 
And, and for me, it's strange because uh, Monkey, Island, Monkey Island 4 is similar in, 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 the, in, the, in the look and feel or also with the keyboard and you, you have to, yes, it, for me it, it was very similar, but it wasn't so successful like a Grim Fandango, for example. It, it's, it's interesting. In this case, it, it was successful and, 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 and it works. Mm. Well, I don't know. I'm not an expert in in, in 3D <laughs> adventures. Um, well, so as we talk about graphic style, what I figured when when I uh, watched at the trailer and played the um, the demo that you offer, I think on itch.io and and Steam, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, the animation reminded me a bit. I mean, you know, like missing animation frames, I would say, and <laughs> um, reminded me a bit of of um, King's Quest Seven. Um, yes. The whole the whole style, you know. Mm. Is that intentional? <laughs> well, I I think it's 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 intelligent to say yes, <laughs> but uh, in fact, uh, the, the animations, uh, I, I made the animations for the first time in my life. I never met, uh, made animations uh, before in my life. And I had the crazy idea to make it frame by frame. So very classical, uh, draw every frame, frame by frame. And I don't want to use a bone bone technology because I don't like this flatty look of, of the animations and I wanted to create a, a classic animation style but it's very difficult yes 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 and I and I like this this frame by frame style like the old um, yes like the old games and also the old the old um, movies and it's very difficult for me and um, and yes, I, I always try to make it in, in this case in like King's Quest or Curse of Monkey Island, but they was they, they were brilliant, yes, this this these animations and and I always try to to make it good, but uh but um it's not so easy for me and 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 well well I'm happy when, when you say it reminds you of <laughs> well, I think it, it's really good. <laughs> well the thing is the thing is Games like like uh, King's Quest Seven, for example, were designed with the technology in mind they had available yes. back in the day. So I remember that um, there had pauses in the game or in the animation, so the quad uh, the quad uh, quad speed uh, CD-ROM drive could catch up with loading yes. the next animation scene. So, <laughs> and nowadays you don't you don't have such such problems anymore because you're not playing it on a CD drive. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, I think I think it's a different different technology and a different reason. Um, but I mean, you are right in that in that regard that um, when the, um, the the not the latest Larry but the La Larry game before I think it was like. Five years ago, um, the the team that took over um, actually, well, they kept this animation style of the original Larry games. So when when I did an interview with them at Gamescom and I asked like, so this is probably because it's a promo, right? <laughs> and they were like, no, it will be like this in the final game. So you they. So, so nowadays people copy a lot of old styles just to make people remember um, those old old games, you know, like yes. um, 
yeah. Um, so as I understand, in your case, it's it's because you don't know it better. <laughs> well, the, uh, not only, but it it, it was also a, um, a style decisions. Yes, I don't wanted to have these bone animations which are more modern. I wanted to have this old look because of that. I had the frame by frame animation style. But um, the way how the animations looks like, well, it's it's a thing because uh, I, I can't make it in another way. But I also uh, prefer to, well, when the Kickstarter will be successful and if we can have a stretch goal, I hope so. Um, maybe I can uh, have someone who can help me with the animations because um, I wanted to have this frame by frame style, but I but I know that, for example, the walk cycle needs uh, needs to 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 need a little bit more love or or something. But it's also that now my animations are better and better. For example, yes, if you are still walking, and I'm I'm. I'm working on, on, on the game every day, every day I'm drawing, every day I'm making animations and it's it's impressive how how you, your knowledge um, grew up, but well, I'm not a pro animator, but um, the whole game should have also the nostalgian uh, look or, or should have a traditional look or classic look. So yes, it's like you say, a modern game with, with a look like the old games. So you have these memories and this look and feel because when I started to make a twisted tale, I had the, 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 the idea in my mind, I want to make a game which is not a copy of the old games, but which had this this feeling of the old games. So this this uh, this thing that you have when you're thinking about old games. So this this feeling that you have when you're thinking about the old games you played. <laughs> so okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Beca because of that, I feeling. Yes. Yeah. All this, but uh, not only copy the look or something like that. All, and I was started to think about, okay, what what is the thing that I'm thinking about when I think about the old games? And I and I had, for example, Curse of Monkey Island in my mind, King's Quest, um, um, well, Broken Sword, of course, but it's a, another lo a look, another style look. And I started to think also, okay, how can I make the graphics, for example? And I chose the way with a scanner. Yes, I, I make all the all the graphics with paper and ink, and I took it in the scanner and I. I colorize it digitally um, and it gives also the whole game uh, a classic look yes but about uh, the colors are uh, in the, with the modern technology and the graphics are 4k so um, it's not only uh, copy paste old style it's it's I try to make a new game with the feeling of the old 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 games <laughs> <laughs> I see interesting interesting and now, now, um, how is it with the puzzles? I mean, I remember, um, you know, there were there were different kind of point and click adventures. Like Sierra, you could <laughs> die a lot, yeah. you know. Um, um, but in in um, in Ron Gilbert's game, for example, Monkey Island, you can't really die, and unlike if you insist on doing a transaction <laughs> again and again and again yes, despite yes. the game warns you it <laughs> might be dangerous are you sure about it and you say yes <laughs> so yes. you can really kill yourself if you want to um 
and um, and and so so the thing is that nowadays adventure games, if there are new adventure games, they have you know easier passes, more mm -hmm. hints, you know. Even Thimbleweed Park has a helpline you can call. Mm -hmm. um, but back in the day, King's Quest Seven or Monkey Island, if um, there wasn't internet back <laughs> then, uh, so if you didn't have a friend who had another idea, you were stuck, you know, yeah. um, at some point in, 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 in the game. Um, so how will you approach that? What kind of riddles can we expect from the game? Uh, of course, try not to spoil too much. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just wonder, are you more the hardcore? Uh, or, or will you do it like many games, like a casual mode and... Uh, traditional classic riddles mode or something? Well, I, it's very interesting. I think the new Monkey Island has also a, a, a two ways to play. Um, but I but I don't have it in my game. I have the traditional way and I'm I'm feeling like you. I, for me, for example, the new point and kick adventures are too easy. <laughs> for example, when I played uh, Deponia, um, it was for me um, too easy. I, 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 when you when you are a hardcore point and click adventurer, you you have an, an idea of riddles and you scan the situations and you know directly. Okay, this item and this and this. And not this. so much hardcore. No, I, al I always I always <laughs> went with uh, with long place and uh, walkthroughs. To be honest. Ah, okay. I actually yeah. I actually made the mistake the other day, like two years ago that I played Thimbleweed Park in the casual oh. mode without any walkthroughs and then I missed something and it oh. took me an hour and YouTube videos and walkthroughs and scanning through two hours of video to find what I missed so, I, I, so I'm not stuck in the game anymore. So I highly regret that going, going the way I would, you know, without, okay. without looking in the solution. Okay. Because finding what item you missed at which place with which character, yes. oh my God! Yes. It took me two 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 years to get the motivation to <laughs> unstuck the gameplay. And you know, and 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 friends ask me, so how did you like the game? Did you play through it yet? And uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, well, well, okay, yes, I, I understand. But, well, one thing, you, you can't die in A Twisted Tale because okay. um, I don't like this. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I don't like this because for me it was it was very frustrating, this this uh, this, uh, this dying things. I think, um, no, I, I don't like this. And I on, don't have uh, mini games in, 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 the, in the adventure because I also don't like... Uh, well, there are two types of, of uh, mini games in point and click adventures. One type with is a little bit more logical in the situation, for example, Curse of Monkey Island in the very first beginning, and you have these cannonballs and the uh, skeletons, and you have to shoot to them. It is very simple and little, and it doesn't have to to make uh, a big thing about this. You don't stuck in this situation. It's a little bit. Uh, to have fun or the banjo thing it's 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 fun and 
there are other uh, mini games in point and click adventures where, where I have to, to imagine that it's like a wall. They wanted to stop you, so you have to, to you have to make this, and you you stuck often in the situations, and I don't like this. So um, in a twisted tale, I have a very classic riddle concept. So the twisted tale has chapters. So every chapter has a main goal, a main situation. You has a main problem. And to, 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 to solve this problem, you have to find items and talk to people and, and have to, to make other things. Yes, for example, in King's Quest also, you had to, to speak with one person and help the, another person to get an item to took this in this part and make this. And, and I like this connection of the riddles. So, so my riddles are also very connected. And this was also a a reason why I don't have a real demo at the moment, because the riddle of the first chapters are so in so so connected to each other that I for a demo I had to make a, a, a new little story, new riddles, new tags, and all this stuff because. Um, when I, I I don't have, for example, a room and with a closed door and you have to open this. You have always the freedom to to go in your in your world around like in Monkey Island and talk with people and all this stuff. And so I don't have a, um, a, these riddles uh, like in the newer games. You are often riddles that you have a situation, have to solve situation, have to solve. And, and I don't like this too too linear this stuff. So they are very connected. And well, it's a humorous point and click adventure, and the people are a little bit crazy in this world. And so the, you have to make strange things with unconventional items also, like a little wow. bit Monkey Island. Okay. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean, I think so. Yeah. Well, you have been criticized by some people on Steam, on the Steam forums for your demo. Mm -hmm. Like, hmm, you really should think if you want to release such kind of a demo that hasn't any gameplay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> people, <laughs> uh, people are a bit harsh, you know? I, yes. um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, right now there are, there are a lot of um, point-and-click adventures coming out, it seems, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, actually, um, what platforms are you trying to cover? Just PC? Uh, yes, in um, until now PC, so on on Mac, Windows, on Linux, and uh, yes, oh, the Mac, Linux too. Okay. Yes, Linux too. Yes, and also the demo uh, you can use in in Linux. Um, and well, I, I have to look. It's also a, a thing of money, like like many things. Um, the port of for for consoles, for example. Um, it's very, yes, need a lot of time and it's very difficult and a lot of effort and there are a lot of little indie publisher who helps you and make it m more easier, but well, they, they don't want to uh, work for free. And as a solo dev, you always have to look, will I use this time to make this or will I use this time mm. to make that? And sure. yes, and until now I have only for PC. But uh, well, we we have to see what make the Kickstarter. <laughs> uh, let's see. But I think yes. Until now, it's only on PC. So so uh, you said PC, Mac, and Linux, right? Yes. So yes. so Windows, Linux, and yes. Mac. So yes. it's basically 
what what the engine offers. Yes. Yes. Oh, right. I see. I see. I see. Well, so right now you are halfway through being backed, right? Or no, even more. Even more. more. I think yes. like 70 percent yes. or seven. Yes. Oh, 70 nice. and something. Wow. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it was for me was total crazy because I'm always a, 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 a person who is more like, oh, let us see. I'm not sure. I'm not like Elon Musk. So, well, I'm the greatest and this is the greatest <laughs> game. And yes, I think it's it would be easier when I would be a little bit more like this character or a little bit. But I'm always like, I'm I'm always a little bit like oh I'm not sure if the people and uh, and and I hope they like it but when I, and I it was a lot of pressure just this Kickstarter to to make and and when I have to push the button I had a lot of notifications in my mobile phone you know my friends and family and everyone oh my god today is the day and I was like oh my god I know <laughs> but um, when when I put the button. I pushed a button and I started to make a, a post on Twitter. I see in the in the in the other window that the number increase of the of the backers, and it was like mind blow. It was like oh my god, there was people who was really waiting until this point, and it started uh, crazy. It started for me really really uh, really crazy. And yes, we will see how, how it's going on. I, I hope it will it will be successful. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you are offering a lot of pledge tiers. I mean, for example, a digital copy of the game <laughs> and a soundtrack for download and artwork and wallpapers. Or you can you can pay and then you have your name in the credits. Yes and and so on you know so <laughs> well for for me as a collector unfortunately there isn't anything physical i mean i mean i mean you know a physical box released but mm -hmm. i can i i understand as a no, as an indie studio there there is a box uh, you can you can add a box um ah, when you have a physical physical reward yes but because in kickstarter is a little bit difficult to implement add-ons and um, ah. you can you can only say uh, add-ons with shipping or not shipping and so I can't say when you have a reward with physical items and you have uh, the shipment so you don't need to pay another shipping for the box so mm. it's not possible so I have to make the add-on only for people who have physical items so the the, the box come into this and yes I I I took the box into this because, well, it's a box. We need a box. Weird. It's a retro okay. game. And, and, and well, then, then I, then I has, then I have to ask you after the interview because I totally missed that. I thought there ah. isn't any, <laughs> there isn't any physical release. There, there is. Of course. Okay. Huh. So perhaps I have to change my pledge then and <laughs> add some add-ons. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so. So, um, well, the thing is, <laughs> right. How about the music, by the way? The music? Yes. I'm, I'm not making the music. I have someone who make the music, um, also pro, well, pro bono, and um, because he is a, a pro in, in the industry, 
and um, and he he also liked the game, and he said, "Oh well, I I, I write you the the, the the songs, and <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Ah. <laughs> yes, and 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 I write him in 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 WhatsApp. Uh, here I need I need sounds, and I need music, and and he okay, I, I I will make something, and and I love his his compositions. Also in the game, in in the in the trailer for the Kickstarter, I put the the music uh, into into this and. And I like this. There are also uh, really Caribbean Monkey Island influence style, but mm -hmm. also more like a tale, a little bit more magical. And I like these different styles, yes, you know, because um, also every um, chapter of a Twisted Tale will have different setting and different characters, and every setting will be more or less influenced by um, an old adventure. It's not a, a copy, but you can, for example, find a leather jacket in, in one part or something like that. And I like to play around with different situations and different settings and different characters. And well, of course, there will also be pirates, for example. And this, this give, gives the musical a lot of freedom. Yes, you can uh, you can make very different looks of of the of the music style and and I like this and 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 I think the the, the soundtrack, uh, digital soundtrack in 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 the in the rewards will be very interesting and very 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 nice because they 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 sounds great and are very different and wow. I'm a big fan okay. I'm a big fan of of the so, music so 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 sounds like you have the right friends and people yes. work with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I had a lot of luck, a lot of luck. Um, the, the, the guy who makes the music, for example, is a contact that I have from one who made the um, Broken Sword 2, uh, two uh, 5, the, the fan project. Wow. Um, yes, I, I know I know one of them uh, who made this game. Uh, when I was a teenager, I had a chat contact with them, and we have contact until now. Yes, it's wow. it's like friendship now. And wow. he said to me when I started uh, the game, he said, "Well, and when we had the game, the the fan game from Broken Sword, we had this one guy who made the music very well, and he's." Uh, his WhatsApp, <laughs> and so it started. So I had a lot of luck also with the voice acting. For example, oh. the English voice uh, actor for the Depressive Death, who is a very professional voice actor with I know, don't know thirty years uh, um, uh, working as a as a as a voice actor. He wrote me uh, a, a small Twitter uh, DM with Hey, I'm uh, here and maybe you like my voice and I, I wanted to, to, to help you and I read the, the, the references for example I don't know cyberpunk or all this stuff with Doctor wow. Who and, and I was like oh my god and, and I wrote to him uh, I can't I can't pay you because uh, I'm not rock star oh, yeah. <laughs> and well yes I, I well, have a lot of luck a lot of luck I'm not sure if Cyberpunk 2077 is a good reference anymore. Well, <laughs> but the voice acting wasn't so bad. The, the voice acting, I, I really like the voice acting of, of the game. Yeah, yeah, not the bugs, really, not the bugs. Uh, but, uh, yeah, right, I'm not talking about the voice acting. Yeah, <laughs> <I understand. laughs> Whoa, nice. Well, so, so how many chapters will the game have? Seven. Seven. Wow. Okay. 
<laughs> I will not be stuck for two years like at Simply Park. <laughs> but that's totally that's totally my problem. I'm not a game finisher. I'm always huh? like ah, there. There I spend 30 minutes. There I spend an hour or two, and then uh, I'm not. Uh, to to make uh, to make a game that I really finish in one one session or one try, ooh, that's that's uh, that's hard for me. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm I don't have the patience to stick with the game for long, uh, so I'm always playing ten <laughs> next week other or something. <laughs> right, um, wonderful. So the um, the Kickstarter is going well. So so. The thing is, you will also release it on Steam. So right now, of course, um, I mean, you have been you have been in in shows, you know, and many people already have it on their wish list on Steam, but they they are not really for backing the mm. Kickstarter. So um, so it so is there any backup plan or something or do you do do you plan to release the game anyways even even if the kickstarter would fail for whatever reason because i mean you have it on steam so i guess you are kind of um supposed to deliver in in any way shape or form Yes, well, and there's also HIO, which is mm. very easy to 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 give uh, a, a, to to upload a game. It's much much more easier than Steam. Steam is really difficult to use as a diff. Um, yes, of course, I also have a plan B for everything because it, you never have a guarantee that it works. And um, I really want to finish this game. Um, and and well, with the voice acting, I have to look. Yes, um, I, I can. I, I will. I, I think I have. Would, well, when the Kickstarter would be failed, I have to switch the voice actor, for example, or I have to look about other voice actors, or Act maybe I. Voice I yourself. Yeah, yes, or this. Or I think I think better than without voice acting. But yes, this these are decisions that I have to to make. Also with the with the um, translation in English, for example, um, when I don't have the money to pay someone who make the translations, um, I'm not sure how I will make this happen because mm. um, the humor and the dialogues are. Um, uh, yes, for me, okay to translate, but the, the sense of the humor is very special, you know. And yeah, I understand. You, yes, and you need uh, someone who who has a who has this know-how who who, who mm. can make this uh, um, this. And well, it's depend. Maybe I can find someone who is very friendly and helpful, mm. or not. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. I mean, even even if you are professional, I mean, look look in the film industry, for example, Spaceballs in German is a lot worse when it comes mm. to 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 the English original. Just remember the 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 scene where they meet Pizza the Hut, and in <laughs> yes. German they can't just call him Pizzi, and you don't have a reference at all, you know. Yes. Or or the scene where they have the traffic jam in the radar. You know, mm. and in, in German, it's just marmalade and strawberry. And you are like, 
why is there marmalade <laughs> in in this scene in the water tri tripping out of it? That doesn't make sense. Yes. So so even even there you have the problem. No, I'm just asking because it's very very untypical. Because normally crowdfunding projects are only releasing it on Steam mm -hmm. after the funding was successful and not yes. and not before. <laughs> <laughs> Not, and you, you are doing everything at once, <laughs> and, and well, so yeah. <laughs> it's 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 kind of a gamble. But of but of course you will you will be I hope you will be motivated to push on. I mean, I I had Kickstarters. I I interviewed people that had to do the Kickstarter like three times. You know, mm. do do it. Try it a second time. Try it a third time. Get more promotion. Get get more out, um, but of course the way it looks like you will easily make it. <laughs> well, hopefully this interview helps a bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's it's just something I mentioned. Uh, it's no, sorry, just something I noticed. I was like, wow, she really goes all in right from the start. That's very mm -hmm. unusual. So that's mm -hmm. why that's why I tackled this. You know. <laughs> yes. Well, um, it is. I, I can make the the game. Yes, I, I can make the graphics, the text. Uh, I, I can build the game. So I, I make the game. It's 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 so it, it's my thing. I, I like to make this game. <laughs> and and well, the 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 Kickstarter is really on, only for make this more quality or a higher quality with the voice acting and the translations. But um, yes, in the normal way, it, it is more it, it, the Kickstarter is, is is more important, I would say, or more more uh, yes, you need it really, really because you have, for example, people for also for the graphics or for the for the for the build the game, and this is one thing that is is a good thing when you are a solo dev that you can make this this whole stuff, so you can make this. Um, but on the other side, it is also the, the the difficult thing or the danger of the thing that the people could think, oh well, why she need this this stuff or why she need this Kickstarter because maybe there's another project which needs more because it's I don't know uh, have uh, have a programmer <laughs> who who have to pay. It. But this was a um, this was a really a. Um, a thing that I was afraid for that the people don't understand that um, uh, that what this means for me or what it means this for the project and I wasn't really sure if the people um, are also passionate like like I in voice acting and all this stuff but well okay in in English I have no idea how I can release this without a Kickstarter so it's a little bit like a normal Kickstarter so for you're, the you're, English you're, version well <laughs> your, your English is a lot better than you than you think <laughs> I, Thank I, you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> and I'm not saying that because I'm speaking English with everybody all the time, but um, <laughs> you know, um, one one difficulty um, of doing this podcast is convincing everybody your English is fine. Nobody will care about your grammatical mm -hmm. errors or your accent. We just yes. want to understand you and get your thoughts behind your project. So it's all it's all fine. It's all fine. Um, yeah, you know. And um, I remember I asked once in a panel. I asked somebody who who also is a solo deaf, and I asked how 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 is it. And Tomitil Rico interrupted me. It's cheap because you don't <laughs> have to pay anybody else. 
Yes, this is one thing. It, it's really, it's it's very helpful, of course. But but the, but the other side is you have to make this. Yes, when when you are and I don't know when when you are ill or something mm. or you have a down, for example, for the creative is is down and you think more and also all this Kickstarter stuff and also the community and communication is very um, time intensive. You you need a lot of time. And for example, I have to look every day in my social media stuff the, because when I don't make this, um, I, I, I lost the, 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 the whole thing that there are so many notifications and I don't can can work. So you have to be also very dis disciplined you you have to you have to make this because when you don't make this this like like a wave and it comes over you and you are totally lost so i understand it's cheap of course it is <laughs> but yes it's it also have another side but but i really yeah. like it i am I'm, I'm, i really like to be a solo dev yes. <laughs> and, and, and that's besides your day job mm. you know so yes. you still may have to make a living besides your, yes. your hobby, your hobby project there, you know. Of course, nice, yes. nice, nice. Well, so so where can people find out about the game? You know, go get the demo and and back the Kickstarter. Yes, well, on Steam and itch.io there are the um, the gameplay demo and informations about the game. Well, on itch.io not on not so many things like on Steam. I think in Steam there are more detailed because uh, I all often uh, forget to put the text into itch.io because I I, I have so many things and sometimes <laughs> I think, oh on the website I don't have this. So I think the most actual things are always Steam. Uh, well, itch.io, you can download also the gameplay demo. Uh, I have the website twistedtail.de. It's all, uh, also in English, but the, the, the domain is German. <laughs> um, well, on the Kickstarter, it's very, very big, the campaign. You can see everything very detailed on Kickstarter. I think at the moment it's the most detailed uh, told stuff about a twisted tale. And on Twitter, you can see um, um, at tail twisted, so the name is uh, <laughs> is twisted, <laughs> twisted, twisted. Uh, at tail twisted, you can see the progress of the game. Yes, awesome. where, when when I make a, a, a new a new scene or a new character, and on Wednesdays I'm on Twitch, and you can see how I make the graphics, and you can put your inf uh, your um, your ideas and also in in this in this progress. So for example, I made a character. Um, a needle phobic tattoo artist one day and I had uh, the, the community in the chat and they put something like oh he need a bandana on, on his head and he need a beard so and he need his tattoos and and they say oh well a tattoo here and awesome, awesome. and yes and when, when you like to to influence the game so jump into to social media and also on discord so you, you see I'm I'm always in in in, in many uh, corners so of course um, yeah we yes. will put that all in the in the link list to the podcast description. <laughs> okay. Nice, nice. Yeah, well, of course. So people can participate a lot. Yes, Wonderful. yes, yes. I really like this influence of the community, and this is also a thing because a twisted tale will be released in chapters. So I can put the community more into the progress of the game because in a normal way, when you make a game, you make the whole game, and then you hope it's everything fine and you release, and, and then you can't change 
things. And um, I really like the influence of the community. And so I can also modify, for example, the riddles. Yes, I can see or it, it works like I think. And also I have my testers, but it's only it's only one part. For example, in the gameplay demo, you have a ballpoint pen and the uh, uh, shopkeeper say, do not touch and you don't can have this. And when you try it again, you can take this. And when I look at the Let's Plays, many people don't don't try this. Yes. And, and I was thinking when I when I implement this in the game, I was thinking, well, it's a, a little bit like a classical thing that in the first time another person say no and in the next one says yes and uh, but uh, the people don't try it or and this is very interesting because my testers made this <laughs> and so you see it, it's it's very interesting and, and I like to to implement more the community also with the creative ideas and yes for example with the twitch and so because of that's also a reason why I why I released the whole game in uh, in chapters yes interesting well yeah. thanks a lot for your time learned a lot today <laughs> about <laughs> about the game and what you are hoping to achieve with it and hopefully it will be successful in the wonderful game i'm really looking forward to that thanks a yeah, lot I, I hope so thank you for the invitation it was a lot of fun thank no you problem.